When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi, welcome to Talking Real Money Daily. I'm Don McDonald, and we are on a phone call catch-up quest. Not catch-up as in the tomato we paste, but catch-up as in catch-up on a bunch of calls that came in during the summer while I was uh, traveling across the country without my studio. I was supposed to have my studio. It just didn't work out. So what we're going to do is get through a bunch of calls during the next few podcasts. And you can get your call in queue by calling 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Talking Real Money is the show about real money issues, particularly the sorry state of the investment world and how you can better invest your money, earn more, deal with it a little bit better. So give me a call, 855-935-TALK. That's 855-935-8255. And let's take our first call. Hey, Don, this is uh, Craig in Puyallup. I've called you before and you've given me great advice. So I've got three real quick questions, but they're all kind of related. Uh, one, so based on your recommendations, I've uh, kind of diversified out. I've got my 401k with work, my Roth IRAs with Edward Jones. I've got another investment account with Edward Jones. Uh, but I started putting some money as I get it into VT Wax with Vanguard, uh, two or three grand here, two or three grand there, and just kind of building that up. Um, I'm high on your risk profile, so... Uh, I'm about 80-20 in my stocks and 80-15 and, uh, in my Roth IRA. Um, and I'm just curious, do I need to diversify in that Vanguard account or do I have a little bit of luxury to just do the VT wax um, and not do any bonds whatsoever since I have some bond diversification in my other investments? Uh, I've got a paid off house. I make about 200 K a year. So I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. And this was more of a, uh, side, uh, investment to see how it performed and, and, uh, a place to put, uh, some non-retirement investments related to that. <clears throat> that's the total world fund. Uh, I'm assuming the, their U S fund version would be considered a little bit higher risk. So would it be good to add additional diversification? I think all of those funds are already part of the world stock, but um, if I were to do 80-20 with the VT Wax at 80 and the uh, U.S. stock index fund through them of 20%, would that be a little bit higher risk or kind of a waste of time? And then third question, if we had a big correction or something like 08, 09, and you're financially able to use that as a fire sale, as a buying opportunity, is that the time where people that have those resources should be going higher risk instead of uh, lower risk and uh, really focusing on stock and not diversifying and being at 80, 20, but at that point, you know, buying things like you're stealing them and, and, 
paying uh, paying lower price for higher risk uh, funds with the expectation of higher reward during recovery. So appreciate it. Well, Craig, uh, you didn't ask, but why in the world are you with Ed Jones? It's another story for another time, though. Let's see. VTWAX, VTWAX. Very well diversified fund. Of course, it's market cap weighted, so you own a lot of the biggest companies in the S&P 500. But it, it, it's... It's a good portfolio. As you said, you're a risk taker. I think you do have the luxury of being aggressive at this point in your life, uh, particularly with a, with a high risk tolerance. I don't think adding the U.S. total market fund is going to add any additional risk or necessarily return. It's almost like trying to market time a little bit so no i i think that's a waste of time to become more aggressive and as to what should you do when the market crashes yeah if you have money laying around you're going ah, i don't know what to do with this you buy more stocks you don't buy more bonds you you definitely buy more stocks and it's it's almost like a process of rebalancing. You've got money coming in and you put it in when the market's low and uh, you put more into stocks because they're lower. The bond should be higher at that point. When bonds go down in value, you're going to overinvest slightly in those more as you become more risk averse. But um, I think you're on a great track. Could you be a little bit more aggressive? Absolutely. A little bit. And you could add, and you could add a modicum of aggressiveness to your portfolio if you want to broaden out just a little bit. But at this point, I don't think it's going to make that much difference. When you get into the hundreds of thousands of dollars invested, that's when you really want to start building that truly diversified portfolio that we talk about. We still 50 50 split, US and international. But as the portfolios become bigger, the differences are magnified that can be had both in terms of volatility and potential returns by adding things like small cap and more value and emerging markets and micro cap stocks and you know, some REITs and things like that. But at this point, you get great diversification with what you're doing later on. Yeah, as you get more money, let's talk about broadening your diversification a bit. Thanks for the call, 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number, 855-935-8255. And this is sort of a two-call call. They came in separately, so let's go to that. Hi, this is Marion in Fresno, California. I was listening to your podcast, and you said you have Series E bonds that you have no idea when they were issued, and what amount or what their numbers are. So I went to the government site for e-bonds, and there's a form that they expect you to know when it was issued, what the number is, et cetera, et cetera. So my question is, how are you going to find out about your missing bonds? Thank you very much. I forgot to add on my previous message that it's my understanding that when the bond hits 30 years, it quit 
accruing any interest, whatever the interest rate is. And that becomes an interest-free loan to the federal government until you either redeem it or you used to be able to convert it. I don't know if that's still possible or not. But anyway, it becomes an interest-free loan. Now, that may be changed by now. I don't know. But that's the last I heard. Thank you. Enjoy your show. Well, you're right. You need to have a social security number, certificate number, or and or approximate dates when these things were purchased. And since they were given, mine were given to me when I was a child and I have no idea where they've gotten to. If I, you know, when I go through this house to sell it, maybe I'll find some, but some of those, they are just lost forever. It's one of the problems with, with gifts like that. It's kind of like gift cards. Companies love it when you buy their gift cards and give them to people because People neglect to lose to use them, or as I almost said, they lose them, and it's just pure profit. And basically, as you said in your second call, this is a no; those are no interest, no payback loans to the government. Pretty good deal for the government. Uh, as for the uh, the thirty year, yeah, most of the later series uh, savings, the series savings bond series uh stop paying interest after 30 years there was a time when they paid interest for 40 years but after that 30 or 40 year period passed they just became an interest-free loan to the government which means you probably if you have them you physically know where they are or you kept certificate numbers and the dates they were issued and you can go in and fill out those forms to do that you should do that and get those things cashed in. Again, the number here, 855-935-8255, 855-935-TALK. And you can call that number anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. One more call, and then we'll call this one a day. Hello, this is Kathy and uh, Bob, my husband, and... We are in our 60s, and our financial planner, money manager, suddenly died. And so we are looking for a new financial planner, and we are not sure where to begin. Um, Any advice? uh, We know we need a fiduciary that represents us all the time. We've been listening to your show. So any other advice, we'd appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry your advisor died. Um, that's awful, but that happens. It's time to move on. And you're right. Time to find another advisor because most people need that ongoing advice, that handholding. And that's what's so, that's what makes a fee only advisor and these fiduciary advisors so important. You don't want a product peddler. You don't want someone who's pushing things for commissions because they're going to be there when it's time to make the sale, and then they're not going to be there when it's time to take care of other things. It's kind of like dealing with the car dealer. You know, you go in, and the car salesman is so attentive and so wonderful and shows you everything and helps you with everything, and then when it comes time to deal with the problems, they're hard to reach. They don't want to do it. Well, the service department deal with that. But, you know, service departments often are overwhelmed and not as invested in the uh, in in the service 
aspect of it and the future sale aspect. So you know, it's the, if they're making a commission, they're there for you. If they're not, they might not be and probably won't be. Finding, though, a 100% always fiduciary advisor is really, really hard to do. That's why we put a list up of a couple, just some some that we know of at TalkingRealMoney.com. There we also have our advisor interview form, which is a reasonably valuable tool. But the problem is most advisors will refuse to sign it, and that's because the numbers are overwhelming when it comes to finding a good one. 90, this is according to Market Watch, not me, 99% of those who provide financial advice in the country are not always required to act as your fiduciary. They are at times, and boy, I've looked up more of these than I can count, where they, in all their literature, they talk, they talk a fiduciary game, and then you dig into their form ADV part two and way down deep buried in there it says something about how oh and by the way we also sell insurance products that oh might give us a commission which could be construed as a conflict of interest with our fiduciary duty but we're always fiduciaries because you have the opportunity to say no what kind of double talk and obfuscation is that I wish I had an easy answer for you I really do. It's hard work. You need to ask. You need to get it in writing. You need to delve into how they manage money. And once you find a good one, never let them go. Thanks for the call. 855-935-TALK. Call that number anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and I will try my darndest to answer your questions here on the podcast. You can also call our show live when we're not preempted by football on Saturdays between the hours of noon and 2 Pacific time, 3 and 5 Eastern. However, September 14th and September 21st, we now know we will be preempted both days. So the podcast is your only means by getting by which you can get these questions answered. So call me at 855-935-TALK. I'm going to go through as many of these as fast as I can and get all caught up in the next week or so. And thanks so much for listening. If you get a chance, please, oh, please tell a friend or two or a thousand uh, about the podcast. Leave reviews. They really help. And, um, and we want honest reviews. Uh, and subscribe. That that helps, too. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast service, particularly Apple Podcasts, because the, they're the biggins. All right. I stumbled through this one. It's time to go meet my wife for dinner. Thanks for listening. I'm Don McDonald. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.